0: Hello and welcome back to the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your hostess with the mostess, Shanna.
1: And this is her husband ready to do some paranormal talking.
0: Does my husband have a name?
1: My husband has no name? We do not have names.
0: <laughs> That's PJ.
1: Just kidding, it's me.
0: <laughs> oh, darn it. You almost got me. He almost had me. Uh, so, yes, I thought, we all, why don't we do something, a quick dive into something fun. We were going to start Gettysburg, but then everyone in our family has gotten sick from COVID.
1: Yeah, uh, should we do a little update on that? We should.
0: However, I just want to say, because of the diseases out there running rampant in our area, uh, we could not get our other two on tonight, which would be Laura and Ray, because they, Laura especially, absolutely loves Gettysburg. So we're going to do a five to six part series. We're going to break it down go over all the ghostly hauntings and the paranormal and the creepy, yeah. creepy, creepy, creepy stuff.
1: Mostly the history.
0: And all the blood. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Mostly the, blood the history. love We'll have
1: one episode on the creepy.
0: And the amputations. No, every place that I've picked, chosen has creepy stories that go along with so it.
1: So we're doing a creepy thing with each place. Yeah. Uh, I, we I thought we were doing like a creepy, you know, like so at the end.
0: Listen, we can't go into too much detail, yeah. but I made sure that when I stacked the episodes that I've chosen, at least one of those places, every one of those places has a ghost. So the first episode, you got your thing, which has nothing paranormal to it. Right. My thing and Laura's thing, we have ghosts in those. Nice. Yes. So every episode. This is the Wellhouse exorcism, y'all. Like, I know,
1: but we've been pretty historical, you know, pretty light on ghosts.
0: I would say Penhurst is pretty heavy with ghosts. Something with, with Harrisburg State. Yeah, historical,
1: yeah, but like it was like five percent ghosts. Our talks, you know, we needed the context, and the horror is actually from the things that happened there, you know. Do that's not bring
0: math onto this
1: podcast,
0: <laughs> sir. <laughs> Anywho, so yes, uh, let's do an update then, yeah. for our, our lives. So, beginning of February, if you guys remember, um, I had COVID. That was fun
2: because
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no voice and we so had fun. to wait a couple days to record. But then I eventually got over it, but I killed off pretty much all of my sick days because as teachers and pretty much everyone out there, I think, at the same time now, um, if you have yeah, COVID. Yeah, everyone's
1: feeling it right now. Yeah, you got
0: to use your own sick days and personal days. And then when you're out, you take unpaid days. It's lots of fun. Mm-hmm. So after that.
1: So uh, Valentine's Day rolls around. We have an awesome interview with jamie Stegmeier. so wonderful and uh then it uh th- that night like two hours later uh, our three-year-old is panting for breath so yep. to the er we go
0: yep that was fun
1: yes i was running on uh 22 hours of being <laughs> being awake with no sleep uh by the time we learned it was COVID and he was
0: And the Rhino Enteravirus.
1: Yes. Uh so he had a common cold and the coronavirus all at one time.
0: Poor uh,
1: kid. Yeah. And uh so he was in the hospital for Four days? Five. Five days, four nights. Uh,
0: yeah, I was there for all of them except for one because I relieved yeah. you and then I was told no wouldn't... one else can come. Well, we're also told like no one else was should come in because it was the most infectious yeah. version. And there's
1: no way you're going to let anyone else in. I was in
0: not. Yeah, so. no, I would have stabbed you. Mm-hmm. and the Metaphorically, <laughs> metaphorically, <laughs> I'll cut that part out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Disregard the scalpel that I was by <laughs> the bed fine. the
0: whole time. <laughs> Doctor, let me borrow it. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, boy. No. It Why
1: just, it was out of the operating room, we don't know. We but. don't
0: know, because I asked for one. <laughs> <laughs> they heard about my exorcism podcast. But, like, you know what, here you go.
1: Anyways, he's home now, and he's doing great. It uh, was.
0: I'll tell you what, there's nothing more scary than your kid in the hospital, though.
1: R- yeah, especially was, a three-year-old. Yeah, like that was us. awful. But uh, for all of our friends and family and everyone who's offered us like support and messages like thank you, seriously. And food. <laughs> and food. Oh,
0: that was great.
1: Yes, that really means a lot.
0: Yeah. um, So I'll I'll be honest now because I'll be honest to our listeners, but then to you, just because you're here. um, People are asking "What? what can we do to help? And I'm like, honestly, if you. Oh, you told me this. Oh, did I? Okay. I'm like, if you could make dinners for my family because I can't leave. And I'm afraid that if PJ is left alone at the house, he's just going to buy lots of fast food for the kids.
1: I had it nailed down. I was going to make all kinds of foods. I had spaghetti lined up and I was going to make hamburgers and. And then all of a sudden, food just started appearing. <laughs> <laughs> Won't complain about that.
0: So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow, this is awesome. A steak dinner and a chicken dinner and homemade mac and cheese. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, so, so thanks Two to different all of
1: kinds our... of chicken dinner. I yeah. know, it's great. But seriously, yeah, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it.
0: Love, love, love you guys. Uh, so yeah, he's at home, and today is our last day of quarantine for him officially, which is wonderful. Yeah. His oxygen levels are almost back to normal. Mm-hmm. He's almost. I mean, he he gets tired very easily. You can tell.
1: Yeah, other than that though. But his
0: first day back, his lips were like blue still from lack of Mm -hmm. oxygen. His lips are not blue anymore, (laughs) so that's good. So that was our real life scary story. Yes. Now on to the fun. The fun scary story. Fun scary. Yeah, because we're not sure if this is actually real. Now I did say originally I would never allow cryptids on this podcast
1: but there's a loophole for this one but
0: there is a loophole for this one so first off we should probably explain what cryptids are so you go ahead
1: so cryptids are the mythological beasts that may or may not exist you know you got your Loch Ness Monsters the most famous of the cryptids second most famous would be Big Bigfoot foot. Uh then there are the lesser known ones like chupacabra, Jersey Devil de- 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 um, apparently sa-
0: Frogman
1: Sasquatch a- Yeti Skunk Ape is one <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, there's one right down in Reading. I forget what it's called though. It's a weird name.
0: There's one in, in Green County called the Frogman. So I mean, we got one <laughs> in Pennsylvania.
1: Yep uh, the uh, the there's Dover the, Mothman. the Dover demon. is yes. one. Yeah, the Mothman is a huge one. Uh,
0: I do hold with you that the Jersey Devil probably is real, based on all I, the history.
1: I did the math because I figured you were going to make fun of me for it. Go ahead. So no, I actually okay the stories. Of- so so here's this. A horse, at like a trotting pace, can travel twenty five to thirty five miles a day. I okay. looked it up, and so obviously, the that's right. Okay, uh, but, um, in less than a week, there were sightings. This is back in like seventeen hundreds, by yes. the way. Uh, there were sightings of the Jersey Devil in New Jersey, and again, in less than a week, in North Carolina.
2: Hmm.
1: This was before a time where word could travel that fast. Yeah. So how was this same weird goat bat-winged dragon creature, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like batgoat se- man? Yeah,
1: goat man, uh, seen 400 miles away in less than a week.
0: Maybe it was an endangered species and now they're all gone.
1: And Napoleon Bonaparte's brother saw it. And See, that's why <laughs> I
0: think it has to be like legit because like there's actually and then a he name like took.
1: Yeah, he was like out hunting and he saw it and he's like, what is this?
0: <laughs> hmm, I'm not going to hunt that. I'm going to walk away. Uh, so, yes, those are cryptids. I will not be discussing Bigfoot or Sasquatch on this podcast. Yep. But I do find tonight's stories to have some kind of paranormal
1: connection. Yeah, because this may be a cryptid. It might be a ghost it or. It could be
0: something more satanical.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Something demonic or alien. Uh, all so kinds of things. What are
0: we talking about? We're
1: talking about black eyed kids
0: and blue eyed people.
1: Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, Not
0: it, me, okay? The myth
1: has evolved to black eyed people. Yeah. There are adults that have been cited. It's rare.
0: Yeah, the blue-eyed people tend to be adults, and they're actually called Nordic aliens. Yeah. Because they look very Scandinavian, so we'll get into that. So, yeah, a lot of people have heard of the uh, BEKs or the black-eyed kids. I find that absolutely horrifying. I never want to see one of these people, Oh, well, uh,
1: I I do want to say that the more you learn about them, the more likely they are to show up, just like the men in black. So, listeners, beware... Now, if, the more you listen to this podcast and research them, the more likely they're to appear on your doorstep. That's part of the lore there.
0: Why are we doing this? Great. I have, <laughs> I have to go now. Bye. <laughs> kids, kids
1: don't open the door if there's knocking.
0: Did I lock the door? No, they're trained. Don't no, no, open the door for anybody except for <laughs> Mimi and Da or Grammy. They're, they're trained.
1: All right, we should probably get into this and uh, all
0: right. So and
1: explain. Yeah,
0: let's do the blue-eyed people first, just because they're lesser known, and there's so much more for BEKs.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot about blue-eyed yeah. people, and this is more your thing, so take it away. Yeah, and
0: I kind of I found I fell into this by accident because I got a, a couple new books for my podcast, so I bought a book called Haunted Hills and Hollows: What Lurks in Greene County, Pennsylvania, and it's written by Rosemary Ellen Geely, I hope that's how you pronounce it, and Kevin Paul Geely?
1: yeah i was a geely thank
0: you i like the cover too it's just so um <laughs> so ridiculous it's the woods and there's a ufo and there's a, a werewolf, werewolf and some I'm, aliens i think this might be a ghost i'm not really sure there might be some ghosts there uh regardless it's the most ridiculous cover i love it so yeah when i saw it on amazon for like three bucks i was like ah, i'm at to cart. it's very spoopy <laughs> it's very spoopy uh so anyway there's pictures of look Okay. Now oh, you gotta take guy. Kevin Paul, Kevin Paul's picture. He's wearing sunglasses. That he's guy's so, awesome. He looks like a really cool Santa. We
1: gotta have him on the show. I'm gonna email him. We're <laughs> gonna do it. Yep.
0: But in deference, then they actually did a lot of research for this. It actually, came to around around the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so fun fact, it does say here, Kevin Paul is a native of Greene County, and he's a paranormal researcher along with Rosemary Ellen Geely. So I think that's kind of cool. Like, so they actually do a lot of research with mm-hmm. this. So I mean, research with, you know, paranormal stuff and cryptids. Um, But so when I was looking through this, I was like, what should I talk about? And I was looking through the book, you know, doing the whole like flip flip -flip sound. And I just landed on black eyed people. And I was like, no way. I know what these are. And I got really excited.
1: We have family from (laughs) Happily.
0: Exactly. So I was just I was, you know, intrigued by it. And so then I flipped the page earlier and there was all about this person called the weird woman. And that's what I learned about Nordic aliens. So um, it's just that's the term they use for blue eyed people. But they're called Nordic aliens because they think they're, you know, from that area, Scandinavia. They have a
1: stereotypical Nordic look to them. I
0: like to imagine that they have come down from Thor and like, you know, all that kind of they're in Asgard. But anyway, so most likely they're fictional. Okay, but they're humanoid in shape. They um opposed, supposedly are they're supposed to be like gorgeous. So mm-hmm. they're very Scandinavians. So they have very light blonde hair. They're tall. They're thin. They're just really nicely statured. They look good. They're dressed nicely. Their clothes are always crisp. They look like they are on point to use up our, our cool terms, all right? <laughs> um, but they, they can be a little bit taller, like six to seven feet, because Scandinavians tend to be tall. Um, but the biggest thing is their eyes are super, super crystalline blue. It's like crazy. So um, they tend to be called like Aryan in terms of their coloring, which I know has a more of a negative stand yeah. to it now, yeah. but it's just the coloring that they have. But people claim that they're telepathic, but they also claim that they're benevolent and they only come around when someone needs like help. So almost like that angelic connection too, which mm. I find interesting because usually you think of blue eyes and blonde hair being like the angel Gabriel, for example. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of like an interesting – but the, they're purported to have come from Ple- Pleiades. That's the constellation up in the sky. All right. Hmm. Um so I just found that interesting. Okay. So that's the background of these blue-eyed people. All right. <clears throat> so in Greene County this happened. Now what I like about this is she um gives names to people and it's not like who their real names. She likes to be like Marco, not his <laughs> real name. <laughs> so she keeps her helpers um you know um, anonymous. But I want to just open up by reading this one the first paragraph. All right. Here, here I go. We go. Marco stopped early one morning at a local pharmacy to pick up some items he needed for later that day. It was just after 9 a.m., and the pharmacy had just opened. He purchased the items he needed, climbed into his vehicle to leave, and began to back out of his parking spot. He noticed an individual standing in the drive-thru lane facing his direction. It was a woman of average height, dressed in conservative business attire, and holding a dark leather briefcase. It struck him as a little odd that an individual would be standing and blocking access to the pharmacy's drive-thru pickup lane, so he lowered his passenger side window to ask if she needed assistance she replied that she did not and was waiting for her ride her demeanor was unusual emotionless almost stoic her blonde hair poker straight and neat framed a pair of bright piercing blue eyes which peered unblinkingly at marco her clothing like her hair was picture perfect and unrumpled her shoes were shiny and clean so he first sees her like literally standing <laughs> in <laughs> the middle of the drive-thru for the pharmacy, just like there standing politely with a briefcase. And um I saw I I think initially he probably wasn't scared because it says later, yeah, like well,
1: some woman standing there, you yeah, know, whatever.
0: She looks good, right? She's kind of like unemotional, but whatever. Like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. maybe she's like stranger danger. Fine. She's you know, just having right a, off.
1: Yeah, having an off day yeah. or two or
2: something. Yeah, and knows? she's
0: and so it kinda says here that like, you know he could tell that she was like very aware of her surroundings. She's doing, <laughs> she knows what she was doing. So he drove off. Okay. So and you think that's it. But then as he's driving a little bit further, he's driving past an, a community aquatic park and swimming pool. And he noticed a pedestrian walking westward along the very same route. He got a better look at the pedestrian and he was stunned to see it was the woman he had just seen at the drive through pharmacy. So he slows down to get a better look. It's her. Everything. All the clothes, briefcase, straight blonde hair. And so it's just impossible that she would be there because um, – it even says here because they did their research. The fastest recorded speed for a human being on foot was 27.44 miles per hour. That's
1: insane, so, by the way.
0: Yes. So I just <laughs> think that that's interesting have that math there. So math is on my podcast. But there is absolutely no way that she could have traveled that in three minutes. Yeah. So that creeped Matt. He's like, no, whatever, whatever. Maybe she's a twin, right? Yeah, don't so, like that. Yeah, don't like that. Um, so anyway, he continues on his way, does his errands or whatever. He returns to Waynesburg later that morning. And as he's driving, he ha- looks into a, a, used parking, a used car parking lot. And so it says here, as he traveled toward the center of town, he passed a used car lot and noticed someone standing between two shiny cars facing the street as if watching traffic. Marco looked over and was shocked to see the same woman. This time she was looking directly at him with her incredibly blue eyes and face that showed no emotion. And so I just find that intriguing because Mm -hmm. she's kind of all over. And as you mentioned, because I wasn't even thinking about this until you had said it, the more you start thinking about them, researching them, noticing them, they start showing up more and more often. So I wonder if that's similar for blue eyed people as well. Because the next um, page, it says here, um, angels have bright blue eyes, but she did not fit the characteristics of angels. Angels usually show up in response to a need such as a problem or crisis that needs solving. So I just find, again, like she shouldn't be, a, shouldn't, shouldn't be an angel. And again, they usually come for benevolence or help, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. because they're there in a time of need. So she couldn't have been that. Um, so I just, again, like, how would you feel knowing that there's some blonde blue-eyed chick following you?
1: Yeah, no, it wouldn't bother me. I'm right here, by the way. Yeah. Badoom, ching. Hi. It?
0: Hi. Blonde hair, blue eyes.
1: So it wouldn't bother me. Do I have me. striking blue eyes? You do.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not an alien,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: Why are you looking at me like so, that? <laughs>
1: um Yeah, passing her on the street, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. But I would be able to chalk that up to, you know, my imagination or whatever. Even if I slow down and look at her like human brain like we're we're willing to you know say like to write it off yeah yeah to ex- find an excuse for that but then if you bump into her a third time and she's like staring you down like that yeah that's a little creepy
0: and it, do you wonder like
1: cuz i i'd be like locking my doors and you know i'd be pretty freaked out after that
0: and i try to see this like through the idea of paranormal like if she is an angel does she have a message like, is there a message that he needs to... Because, like,
1: Obviously not, because she shooed him away, though, when he asked if she needed help or anything. She could have been like, no, but I have a message, for, you know, like, but she didn't.
0: Or is she a guardian angel watching over him?
1: Blocking him from getting...
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> you cannot you, get your You pills. don't want to come in here right now! <laughs> don't, don't take the Tylenol. <laughs> Listen to me. I, well, maybe she's like, no, I'm looking for somebody, waiting for a ride. And she's like, oh, crap, that was my ride. I gotta go get him. She's like, running after him. <laughs> And she goes to the used car lot looking for a car to hop in to go find him Maybe it was.
1: Maybe there's some guy who looks like him and she keeps finding him like, dang it, wrong guy again.
0: <laughs> I just have one message to give this one guy. <laughs> I'm terrible. So I just, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. And so I was doing some internet research, of course. But there have been like, you know, sightings of these. But it really started like in the 1950s. Mm. And so you wonder... Were people, like, just paying attention to blonde hair and blue eyes then because of what had happened during the 1930s and 40s? You know what I mean? Like, could it just be, like, a natural, like, reaction to that, to World War II? It
1: very well could be. I mean, the other the other more ridiculous option is that's also the same time when the first UFOs were starting to be sighted.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yep.
1: And if the belief is that these things are aliens...
0: Then it needs to get off my podcast. <laughs> 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 or the angels just got closer because you wonder like you know you mentioned like the idea of like you know UFOs and aliens, but there's so much to be said for the idea that could some you know UFOs or some aliens actually be angelic because look in the Bible the discussion of what angels are supposed to look like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah flying orbs
0: <laughs> or many many eyeballs <laughs> like yeah uh, it depends on what you're reading with that mythology right uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know I just I, I, I find it interesting. So, that's my little my little side note from mm-hmm. blue-eyed people it's and really cool. happened here in Greene County, Pennsylvania. So, watch out, Greene County. She might be if you see Greene County if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, Keep
1: an eye out for a very finely dressed, blue-eyed, blonde-haired woman.
0: Kevin Paul, if you could go back, you live there, right? You're you're from Greene County. So, if you could just walk around the streets and look for this blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick, so said hi. Well, that's, that's the craziest the game
1: of World, Where's Waldo ever.
0: Yeah. Um, but we won't invite her into our house because there's bad things that happen with black eyed children if yeah. you do that. So we'll come to you. We'll record live on the yeah, street. You can tell <laughs> us how it goes. Oh, boy. Record it. And then we'll just play it. The- <laughs> yeah. Send
1: us the recording.
0: Anywho. So that's the blue eyed people. Now let's get into the black eyed kids or B.E.K.s as they are known. Yes. So you tell us a little bit about it.
1: So, uh, the first recorded sighting of one of these was in 1996 by a man named Brian Bethel.
0: So, I didn't really realize that until now. So, blue-eyed people have been around longer than black-eyed kids.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, I, again, they they could have been seen before, but no one has ever came out publicly. publicly. They thought they were crazy about it, yeah. No, yeah. oh, I'm crazy. Until 1996. Uh, we know it was in 1996 because... Um, He was running some errands at a local shopping plaza. Brian Bethel? Brian Bethel, yes. And, uh, And across the street was a movie theater. Uh, on First Street in Abilene, Texas. Which
0: we've been in Abilene, Texas. Yes,
1: we have family there. We do. Uh, so shout it out is... to
0: Abilene. It's beautiful. I did not believe it was a city. <laughs> I looked at my stepmom and I go, "Where's the city?" And She goes, "This is a city, honey." And I go, <laughs> well, "Where are the cars?" We we like an open. well, How'd you put it? Like we like to spread our stuff out down here. Like yeah. we don't like cluster. It was a cluster or something. Like
1: that. Something like that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Even the way she worded it. Everyone like was
1: freaked out by how close the houses are to the streets here in our area in all of pennsylvania really you know like houses are right up on the street but anyways um it's currently the westwood twin theater in abilene Uh, Was it
0: called that back then
1: i'm not sure okay but that's what it is now okay Uh,
0: so it still exists yes good for them
1: Mm -hmm. uh anyways um so he is sitting in his car uh before he can like run his errands. He
0: wasn't writing checks, I think, to deposit. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was at a bank. He was at a bank, uh, about to deposit checks, and two boys, about 11 and 8 years old, approach the car, and they're wearing hoods, and uh, he rolls down his window like a crack, so he can, you know, see what they want, and they ask, Stranger danger. Yeah, and they ask for a ride home, to uh, get some money, to see Mortal Kombat. I approve. Yes, excellent choice. <laughs> um, and he looked at the time. He's like, "Well, the last showing like is already started, it
0: started an hour before, right?" So it was.
1: It was only like ten minutes or so. But he's like, "By was the time it an I hour before maybe." But he was like, "By the time I get you home and bring you back, the movie will be mostly be, over." Yeah, be done. Um. So he's like, "You really shouldn't." And uh, the kids pressed him harder, and they're like. Just, just let us in the car. It's not like we have a gun or anything, and
0: let us in. Yeah, it's not like we have a gun or anything. Please let us. And w- w- weren't they like that? Like they were like. Monotone? Yes, because
1: that's the thing about Black Eyed Kids is, um, and they're very similar to the Men in Black. Uh, yes, like the Will Smith movie, uh, <laughs> but uh, the the Men in Black real sightings of the Men in Black or encounters with them talk about how alien they feel and how. It's almost like if they had learned how to speak the English language from a book and never actually heard it spoken out loud uh, because they say all the right words, but the intonations are wrong. It's very mechanical sounding like it's it's just off. Yeah. Uh, And so every time someone has an encounter with one of these children, it's the same thing. Like they don't talk naturally.
0: Please let us in your car. Please take us home. I need to get money.
1: Yeah. No, I p- Satan, I p- I picture Not it, today. I picture it like the narrator from Windows XP. <laughs> please let us in the car.
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not less scary, just annoying. No, I became a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> please, please. So, needless to say, he did not let them in the car. Good,
0: stranger yes, danger. Yes,
1: uh, that was a very good thing because bad things happen when you let them in. So, anything else from that story before we
0: Well, then I think after cuz he was a reporter, right? Like that was yes, why cuz he he, yeah. he would not he, he didn't want to ruin his um his credibility, it's like but people took him seriously because he's like, "Listen, I'm yeah. a reporter. I'm not going to ruin my credibility. This actually happened. Mm-hmm. It was freaky." And so then well, there was claims of people seeing um them in Portland, Oregon. Um, but unfortunately, now it's become like a creepypasta, like it's an urban legend, right? Yeah,
1: there are movies made. Yeah, there was and one made in
0: 2012, I think.
1: Yeah, it yeah. looked bad. I saw the trailer. It <laughs> looked terrible. Yeah, it was
0: produced with Kickstarter funding, though. So, I mean, come on now.
1: Props props to them. Hopefully, like, it won some awards and they were able to, like, try something with a bigger budget and make a career out of it. But that movie looked rough. <laughs>
0: Um, there was uh, during one week in September 2014 the British tabloid daily star ran three sensationalistic front page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children connected to the sale of a supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire
1: British tabloids when this hit like they exploded with sightings oh really yeah uh I I hmm. I learned that in my research is that like a lot of stuff happened uh or came out in England where yeah you know, like with people like, oh, yeah, this guy saw black, it's I totally can, so happen. do we. Yeah. But uh, there was uh, one story in Vermont of a couple who uh, uh, a small child was knocking on their door late at night. And he was he just asked to use their phone to call to call his parents. I,
0: so I think that's actually in this book.
1: Yeah, so. there, there are a couple different variations of the story. Well, I just well got, uh, in and... this
0: book, we actually have Bethel's story. So I have all the connections, mm-hmm. things we got wrong or we weren't sure about, so. Yeah,
1: where th- there's, you know, like this story ha- repeats for many people of like, you know, kids asking to come and use the phone yeah. or just to wait. Just to come in and wait for yes. their parents. My parents will be here soon. You know, I just need somewhere to wait.
0: They said, please, I need to come in. Please let me in your house. I need to make a phone call. Please let me come in. It's almost time. Yeah. For what? Please go away!
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! And right. so this one in particular, uh, the kid can't, comes into the room. Uh, they let him in. What? No, stranger uh, danger. He you had stay on a, the porch. He had a hat on, and he was kind of like looking down. They're like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like this little. And he was like six. You need um, to get out of my house. Now. And so they bring him in, and he just stands in the middle of the living room with his head down. <laughs> I finally the got here. Time. What do I do? Uh, and meanwhile, the um, the wife leaves to make hot chocolate for him. And when she comes back, the husband is sitting on the couch, like across from this kid and his hands are covering his face. Cause he's suffering a massive nosebleed. And he's saying, get this kid out of the house right now. Yeah. And he's like, I don't feel well. And uh, then power goes out. And as, as the power goes out, the kid says, Oh well, my parents are here now <laughs> and like leaves, Hooray! like, just you know, like leaves the house and uh, she or they see him like get uh, into a car with two grown men and they drive off. Then like a series of terrible things happen. One of them got skin cancer. Uh, they found their cat in a pool of blood in the same exact spot where the child was standing yeah <laughs> nope well here's not. a different
0: story i just looked up mm-hmm. so after the abilene um you know story uh pe- people started being more honest so it says there was one that happened in the middle of nowhere vermont An elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door they opened the door and saw two children a boy and a girl parents will be here soon may we come in what no one talks that way mm-hmm. the children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway the elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they just let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled themselves on the couch. The wife made some hot cocoa, and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. They just sat mm. there and didn't talk. When the wife returned, she noticed her cat was scared and angry with yep. those kids, and they said, may we please use the restroom? Um, so the wife looked at the kids, and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband who was covering his face with his hand mm. and said, did you see their eyes? And of course, blood came out of his nose. So that's your story there. So yes, power not suddenly, yeah. our parents are here.
1: Yeah, so there are different variations of the yeah. story. Which, which
0: makes me think it has to be an urban legend, right?
1: Exactly. Uh, there are, um, There's another one of a man, I believe he was like a Marine or something. Oh boy. And uh, knock on the door at like midnight. And he opens it. And again, it's like this little kid with a hat on and the kid's looking down. And uh kid asks to come in. He's like, no. <laughs> and he shuts the door. And then, like, the knocking continues for a while. And uh, the next day, as he leaves, the kid is standing outside his apartment complex because uh, he just thought the kid was like from someone else in the, the apartment, you yeah. know, like just being an idiot kid. And uh, but the kid was just standing in the parking lot by a dumpster and watching him as he drove away.
0: See, what and when is he came back, with them watching. Like, yeah. What, what's interesting?
1: Right. And when he came back the uh, that evening, the kid was still there in the same spot.
0: And see, so, like, you have to believe him, like, because if a marine wouldn't be easily scared, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. I just wish um, there were more, because all these are like, well, there's this guy. Yeah. You know, there, there's this couple. The Brian Bethel is the only one who. Actually comes out and says, it was me. I saw this. Everything yeah. else is like, oh, I know this person. I heard there's, this from yeah. Joe down the street. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, there's the story of this couple and this happened to them. So
0: what I find interesting before I read from the book is, you know, why are we discussing this on a, on a podcast for ghosts? And I just... The whole idea that they ask to be let in. Like, they don't just walk in your house. That's
1: huge and so much mythology. Yeah,
0: but I just, you know, because there's so many different uh, different variants of what they could be then. You know, the idea of, like, you know, aliens, of course. Mm
1: -hmm. But,
0: like, I'm drawn to not vampires, although, like, that's a vampire. (laughs) That's that's big in
1: vampire lore.
0: But what I find interesting is, like, it makes me think, like, satanic. It makes you think that they are demons.
1: Well, there are stories of them having, like, weird talon feet, too, which feel like sounds very demonic you know like yeah. creepy things like that uh the the whole complete because the reason why they're called black eyed kids is they have no there's col- no white there's no whites to their eyes no color in their irises is just 100 percent black from lid to lid uh, i like to
0: think of supernatural for that
1: that's actually not a bad way yeah. to visualize it. Yeah.
0: Well, and like that's why I think, like you know, it, it, and supernatural, while like it can be campy, I love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they they do so much research to write those episodes.
1: And yeah, they have. Re- they definitely like delve into a lot of supernatural lore. Like mm-hmm. they talk about in the inoculum. Enochian language yep. and yep. Alistair Crowley yep. and uh, all of it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And while they weave it into their own storyline, which totally makes sense. I know that yeah, like, Alistair Crowley <laughs> is a comedic
1: relief role for and most Gabriel,
0: of it. Gabriel, Gabriel Gabriel's like Loki. <laughs> um, but I just, I think it's really interesting because that's how they perceive, you know, demons and they do the demons just can't like take over. Like you have to invite them in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I just, and that's very true and people can be possessed. Right. And like, they didn't say yeah. like, please demon come into me. But usually you get possessed because you do something that kind of opens you, you up for a possession or you're weak in some way. <laughs> and I don't mean that like, you know, like, you know, for example, yeah, yeah. our son Eli, because he had a speech impediment, he was. Couldn't to, defend himself. Yeah. So the demon wanted to, you know, that whatever, moving on from that sadness. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, it feels to me demonic where you have these entities asking to come in and so what are you inviting into your home and can you get rid of them because when i was perusing the story then of that couple in vermont for weeks afterward they had house issues and like yeah. so there was like things breaking i mean you name it things were happening in their house and around their house and in their lives so
1: <sighs> yeah there's a book um out i i haven't read it i was i just saw it in my research yeah but it what?
0: On Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
1: it's called uh, my, again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what it was called. It was like... But it's called My Experience with Black Eyed like Kids my and My or... Three Months of That's Hell. three months. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. every time someone interacts with these things, like bad stuff happens all the time.
0: And three is a very religious number. Yeah. So in- isn't that interesting?
1: Mm. But so yeah. Uh, the... I hold that
0: they're probably demonic. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, I I'm not sure. Like I I would probably say demonic, yeah. Because I I can't imagine it be anything else. Like I understand why people would say alien because the whole Men in Black thing like they yeah. are very similar to Men in Black in how they act and um and again the speech patterns and everything. Uh because again me, the Men in Black talk just like that. Like the Roswell family, the the family that like discovered the Roswell crash they were badgered by the men in black for a long time oh. and the one thing they always talked about was how weird these people were and how
0: did the men in black have black guys though no so
1: I... yeah they just wore black suits yeah. and everything um so like there's a theory that they're like the children of the men in black yeah. or you know well then they're like losing
0: that. their kids seriously <laughs> <laughs> get a daycare because people get, have get men seen men in black daycare <laughs>
1: yeah you know, like the the one story you know like they have seen these you know, men that the children, like, quote-unquote, belong to that, like, get into their cars and drive away when they say, my parents are here.
0: Well, because so. like most of these kids, they're, they're supposed to be kids, and they're ages, like, six to, like, 16, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: not that. too much older than yeah. mid-teenager, yeah. you know. I, I, I. It's fascinating. Yeah, so I understand why people would say alien, but I, it doesn't make sense to me that yeah. that would be alien. I would definitely say demonic.
0: Plus, I don't see a UFO in the air, so...
1: so the question is do you believe the stories
0: well I'm not done yet
1: you're not okay
0: because there's black eyed people were seen in Green Mm -hmm, County mm -hmm. All right. so just to go back for two seconds um, the whole story with uh, Bethel so it was 930 at night like I said he Mm -hmm. was running an errand um, the two boys um, were odd, and he said they, he gauged them be between ages 10 and 14 tops. So they were, as I mentioned, kind of young, but those are the ages he kind of gave. Um, he does he, – he mentions like the, co- the clothes they wore, like even the, the, the yeah. details, like very, very detailed.
1: Uh, something else that uh, I'm sure you'll see in there is that like every single time someone sees one of them immediately – like red flags go off in their brains yeah. like get yep. away from you know like danger danger yeah. you know get away the from survival these things. instinct kicks in yeah yeah
0: um so yeah if we have them ask going to go to more combat um he looked up and he noticed that it'd been like you know it's already started an hour ago it says here, as he hesitated, the taller boy grew more insistent and demanded that Bethel let them into the car. It was then that Bethel noticed that the youth had solid black eyes. He floored the gas pedal and sped off. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good. I'd so be bad. out there. Yes. And so after that, of course, we have the explosion of B.E.K. sightings. Yeah. Um, now, Of course, it does mention here that um, <laughs> one young B.E.K. knocked on a door and asked the residents for ketchup for his apple. So like, there's some crazy sighting. I
1: think that was the the marine one. How oh, man? I want to say so, that's how it started.
0: Oh, my gosh, could you imagine? Oh, all right. Um, but at that, of course, it has report, uh, mutated almost into the idea of like these becoming adults. So it's not just children; yeah. it's also adults now too. It says here, people who had encounters with black eyed people reported ill effects afterwards, sudden onsets of illness, runs of bad luck. So it's like this like grim reaper is like hanging upon them. So what happens here, I guess, in Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says here, as we mentioned in the introduction, mysterious phenomena remain consistent throughout the ages, but adapt to changes in society and technology and acquire new names. The black eyed people have a great deal in common with men in black who harass mostly UFO researchers and witnesses. They too exhibit bizarre behavior and leave behind them a toxic trail of mishaps and illness. MIBs came along with the modern UFO era era post-World War II. But their roots also go much deeper. Looking into history, we find many accounts of, quote, dark ghosts or, quote, dark mystery people who have the same quirky behavior appropriate for the times and ill effects. A century or more ago, people did not call these things black eyed people, but a rose is a rose is a rose. So, uh, Going back even further, we can trace similarities to the black monks, phantom monks and phantom nuns. Sinister cowled or hooded figures, even stories of the man in black said to be the devil fit the mold. The bottom line, they are dark figures with darker black eyes who are up to no good. Yesterday's hooded black monk is today's hooded kid or adult. <laughs> so I say we're right. They must be demonic. So what happened here in Green County? So again, Justin, not his real name, protective for anonymity. Uh, he actually ha- had an issue when he was out near Carmichael's in Green County. So he says here, Justin's first encounter occurred while he was sitting in traffic in a construction zone, no surprise in Pennsylvania, yep. <laughs> near the town of Carmichael's in eastern Greene County. Two younger adults, a man and a woman, were in a car behind him. The driver had been tailgating Justin until they were stopped. What really caught Justin's eye was the flash of a bright blue light in the passenger side mirror of his truck. Thinking it might be a police car, he searched the mirror to determine if there was, in fact, a police officer approaching with lights and siren at that point he noticed the bright blue light again only to realize it was coming from the dashboard of the car behind him the man had long hair which obscured his face as he was looking downward but the woman's hair was parted in the middle and revealed her face her countenance according to justin could be described as stern or even angry her eyes looked like two black holes and she was clutching a device in her right hand and pointing it at his vehicle it looked rectangular and emitted a series of bright blue flashes similar to LED lights red, green, yellow, and blue. Hmm. How would you feel if they were behind you, PJ, so far?
1: Annoyed. <laughs> I would be very annoyed.
0: (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) So moving on from there, it says traffic began to crawl forward and the long-haired driver of the car began tapping his horn as if to get Justin's attention. Justin signaled a left toward Waynesburg while the black-eyed woman and her companion signaled a right turn for Carmichael's. As they crept toward their turning points and the driver hung his head out the car window and started shouting, hey, 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 as if to get Justin's attention. He ignored them and drove home. But, of course, he felt disturbed the entire time. Um, So moving on from there, uh, they actually compare his experience to one that was hard to explain. Two friends of Rosemary's, so the writer of this book, were on their way from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And um, it says here, Joey, Madia, and his daughter, Jolie, had met up with some other paranormal investigators in Point Pleasant. Joey and his wife, Tanya, are veteran investigators, and Jolie is a sensitive as well. So they had an encounter on the road with a man in black driving an old black car. He was holding a strange-looking brick-sized black box in one hand. He was pressing it against his face like a man would an electric razor, although it clearly was no razor. As they approached a tunnel, the MIB shot forward at high speed and disappeared. Um, Joey commented that the box reminded him of... Uh, freaking phone boxes, which were popular in the 1960s, especially among young people. The boxes would fool the telephone company about long-distance calls so they could be made for free. In both cases, it seems kind of creepy. Then back to Justin. All right, so that was a comparison. Hmm. So back to Justin. So apparently we have men in black, close. This was West Virginia, but close. And they're still using 1960s technology? You'd think they wouldn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it just looked like that, though. But it probably would it might have been, yeah.
0: Which makes me concerned. Did they, like, get downsized after Roswell? <laughs> like, could they not afford to... They could even, like, get a razor, you know? <laughs> it was early 2000s. Like, let's get some decent flip phones at least. I don't know. All right. So later, a B.E.K., so a black-eyed kid, came to the door of the Waynesburg store where Justin was employed at the time. And he was allegedly looking for the restroom. So Justin is right now um, working by himself because it's, you know, business was slow. Mm -hmm. So he's by himself and he's already had the creepy run in ish thing on the road, right? With adults. So now he's just there hanging out and the business is slow. So he's just watching people drive by and walk by on high street. He, it says he noticed two youths, a boy and a girl walking up the opposite side of the street. As they passed businesses, the boy would open doors, but not go through them while the girl stood by or sometimes sat on the curb. That's mm. creepy. Like, open the door. May I come in? No.
2: Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is that what was <laughs> happening? Just sit here. <laughs> <laughs> Please let us in. No, thank you. We're closed for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it says Justin had the impression that the young man was opening doors and asking a question of those occupying the buildings. Oh, <gasps> again, may I come in? No. The two soon approached Justin's door and following the same pattern, the young man opened it. Justin described him as a medium height and about 13, 14 years old. He was not tan as if he had been outside much, but rather his skin was pale, sort of ashen gray. Mm-hmm. So yes. alienesque, if you ask me. His hair was curly and his clothes were nothing extraordinary. His eyes, however, were black as coal with no visible whites or pupils. Hmm. Yes. Um, so Justin, of course, is creeped up because it, Felt like you were starting into that black abyss again, right? Yeah. And the young man says, Do you have a restroom? Do you have a restroom? May I come in? Do you have a restroom? May I use your restroom?
1: Who ate the biscote? Like yeah, and it's like they 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 know English, but they don't understand it.
0: Je veux la fenêtre. It's like you don't have to say it five times, honey. <laughs> if you said it once, the answer would be yes. But now it's Do like you, you, know. have
1: rest- Do you have a rest. Do you have a restroom? Do you have a restroom?
0: But without any inflection. I know. <laughs>
1: well, maybe they're just trying different inflections. Do you have a restroom?
0: Do you have restroom? Do you have restroom? Do you have? No. I just, no. I just. Uh, if they ask it one time, like you know, it's in the back. Ask them five times. You know what? No. I do not, because you creep me the heck yep. out. Bye. Every
1: time I hear about Black Eyed Kids, uh, this I don't know how many of our listeners are going to know this, but from the first two Max Payne movies, there is uh, this show in the game called Sender Unknown. Sender Unknown, and uh, there this guy is being haunted by a hallucination of a pl- pink flamingo, and the flamingo talks <laughs> like these black eyed kids. And the big thing it says, (laughs) like it's catchphrase that it says all the time is mirrors are more fun than television. (laughs) And and so every time I read about B.E.K.s, I just picture that voice (laughs) and that phrase. (laughs) Oh, boy. But that's how I picture them talking because it's very similar. That mechanical, you know.
0: Do you have a restroom? (laughs) May I come in? uh so right away justin felt fearful so he had that you know that kick in the um like a survival instinct if you will um now it says here justin was fearful of the young man with the the cold black eyes he was momentarily unable to respond perhaps to the shock of once again seeing a black-eyed person quickly recovering justin suspected what the young man really wanted was access to the building Can he walk Mm. through the door because he has access? I don't understand. Anyway, his request to use the restroom was denied. (laughs) Justin suggested he use one of the public restrooms he had already passed, which seemed to anger the young black eyed kid. But he and his female companion went on their way. So and it goes on to say that Justin like had never believed in B.E.K. stories. But after that, like seeing them in quick succession, he's like, you know what, maybe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But in keeping with all the other encounters, of course, Justin had some misfortune. So following all the different stories, it says after the traffic encounter, he suddenly became quite ill, requiring extensive and expensive medical tests to determine the cause, which is kind of sad. And then after the restroom incident, so he got, you know, had those issues after the the car, after the restroom incident, uh, it says he became uh, violently ill within four hours and was quite sick for the next 48 well, it very well could have been, you know, food poisoning. It was just interesting because no one else got sick. It was just him. Yeah. So, right here in Pennsylvania, yeah. we got our own black-eyed kids and blue-eyed people. Yeah.
1: Another neat story. And some brown-eyed
0: people too. Hi, PJ.
1: Hi. <laughs> Another neat story uh, that is it, I read. Is it neat? It's neat. <laughs> uh, it wasn't from Reddit, but it was a similar message board site. I think it was Quora. Um, okay where this girl who knew what B.E.K.'s were got a knock at the door and being smart, she looked through the keyhole or the uh, peephole and saw, like, a B.E.K. on the other side. Immediately, she saw the black eyes and she was like, no, I know what these are. (laughs) (laughs) And, And she, like, locked the door and went to her room, shut that door, closed it, and just sat in her bed and, like, there was knocking for a while uh, until finally, like, it left. And she's like, I didn't sleep that night. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, are our kids quiet upstairs? Hey, guys, don't open the door. <laughs> hey, hey, you, kids. Oh, crap. Yep. <laughs> we just got back from the hospital. Now we have BKs in our house. <laughs> Dang it. I So then the question is, like, would they then, do we think they're demonic? You know, because I... Right. Because you asked me like, but when I before went to stories like, do I believe in them? I believe in the demonic. I believe anybody can be possessed. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I'm not gonna say there aren't BEKs out there. It just hurts my soul to think that you know you have these children who are possessed. You know, like that. That's what bothers me.
1: Are they possessed or is it just? something taking the form of one you know I that's hope what so. I, that's what i'm thinking it but is but if
0: something can take the form of something else wouldn't they make the eyes look normal like <laughs> if you can look like a human yeah if you don't get the eyes wrong i don't know i don't know yeah. so now i gotta do some this more is research. a
1: weird one like this is probably my favorite of the like cryptid weird is stories. it or isn't it <laughs> Uh, just because of how creepy it is, how it's incredibly creepy. Well, I feel
0: like going back to this book, you know, so good job to Rosemary Ellen Geely and Kevin Paul here, you know, looking at history, I'd like to do more research on dark ghosts and dark mystery people. And of course to the, the hooded figures and those, you know, phantom monks and the black monks, I just find that to be interesting. So could it be something like in in the Catholic past, you know, Mm -hmm. that monks that turned, negatively
1: you yeah
0: know? so Corrupted. i mean i could see that yeah i mean i'm catholic but we've had, we got some pasts you know <laughs> <laughs> Yep, know. that's know. for sure uh so like maybe it is corruption but again like children why do they why kids why kids pj
1: easier to get in you feel bad you know that innocence there uh, you know you're more willing to let them in see i never ever once thought that these things were real kids well, that's true. Yeah.
0: Because they just kind of disappear.
1: Right. The yeah. there's, there's some kind of creature. They're not yeah. human. Whatever they are. They don't act human. They don't look human. Maybe <gasps> they're than... like
0: some kind of cool parrot because parrots can m- mimic human voices, right? Yeah. My new favorite parrot is Kiwi. It's, an, it's
1: a new brand of parrot. <laughs> it looks like a people.
0: looks like a people. <laughs> a humanoid parrot. Well, because I'm watching that Kiwi the parrot, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> shout out to kiwi the parrot you're the best (laughs) oh it gets me through the day (laughs) who's a good baby (laughs) i can't oh see now i'm I'm less creeped out because i thought about kiwi if i watch some more kiwi videos i can go to bed tonight and not you know have nightmares
1: yeah i was listening to another podcast about this um it's i don't know if i like if i want to say their name because i don't know if i like their podcast but well,
0: we, well, i listened to one this is back in the day to um last podcast on the left they, they did a, did really, a
1: good really good one yeah. uh but i was listening to a different one and i'm i have my back to our front door as i'm listening to it and the whole time i like keep glancing <laughs> over my shoulder at the door because it like it's just a creepy subject it it there's something about it that makes my skin, well, and skin then, crawl. Like,
0: when do they go away? Because, like, our front door is glass, and then there's more glass. Like, well, that's the thing is,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, then over there. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing is, like, they will they will linger and try for a while, from what I've read. Like, not too long, but they will sit there for a while and try.
0: So you got the holy water, and you just in the eyeballs. <laughs> so we also have Mormons that show up. So, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. All right, so that's all we have though. So, yeah, we don't because we don't know if But do ghosts.
1: you believe that these are real sightings? Because we only have one like confirmed sighting. So, how do you feel about this?
0: Until Bethel says that he did not see them, I believe him. Yeah. Because like he pits the gas on floors and gets the heck out of Yeah, like
1: what does he have to gain? from well i guess he has a lot to gain from this because well, it would make you know get his name out there it,
0: well and that it sense, could also but discredit it, his name exactly yeah. it ruin him as a reporter so mm. that's why like i think he's afraid initially to share mm.
2: um
0: so i well and i think there's just strange things that we can't understand and we live in a house that we know we didn't believe could have anything terrible at first you know so
1: yeah
0: i think since you know circa 2006 seven or no it's 2009 nine but, 2009, 10, yeah. I was 2006. We started dating, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like since then, I've become more open to the idea that there are de- there's a demonic presence in our world, and mm-hmm. so I I would say that there, it's plausible. Mm-hmm. But I would say they're more demonic, like more vampire kind of idea, like where they have to be invited into your car or into mm-hmm. your house. And what's to say that when you invite them in the house, you then become a black eyed person or a black eyed kid? Yeah. Maybe that's how it
1: works. See, I read. I want. I don't remember if it was. Eeks, or if it was a different like American uh, cryptid, yeah, cryptid. Uh, there was a um, a Native American tribe that had lore of like a, a wanderer would enter into the tribe and corrupt several members of the tribe and like wander off with them.
0: Yeah, so we look at like this book shows it too, like the idea of historical accuracy and like looking in our our past. If, if these things have existed, you know, for hundreds of years, then I could see them being around Native Americans too. And what's interesting is if, if you look at our history, what I find so fascinating is that there is these archetypical stories that exist across different groups that never interacted you know, you have the Native Americans who have the sky world and and the female falls through because she's, you know, she falls through. whole different story. And mm-hmm. she creates the world and she gives birth to two children, blah, 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 the whole thing. Uh, well, I should say mom, grandma, and two kids. So, like, that, there's the the whole world's created by a female. And so very similar to, like, you know, our idea of God and the Virgin Mary and having good and bad. I mean, so it's just very interesting. And they, of course, they have this tree of knowledge, too. The Native Americans had never met Christians (laughs) because they predated that at different different countries across a vast ocean. So you have all these different groups that never interacted. They have these very, very similar stories. So it makes you wonder, you know, and it makes you have to realize that maybe there is something that's demonic that is walking and prowling about the world for the ruin of souls to kind of quote the St. Michael's prayer, right? So I just so they have to exist, whether they're black eyed kids or if this is something demonic, like I, I believe in the demonic because I believe in the, in, in the holy. It's mm-hmm. part of our religion. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what, though, if I see any black eyed kid on my porch, I'm gonna get my baseball bat. <laughs> holy water, and <laughs> so if anyone tries to punk me and like put some black contacts in their eyes to scare me,
1: talking to you, Kyle,
0: <laughs> then you know what? I'm I'm gonna take care of business.
1: In Cherokee lore, they're called the Moon-eyed people.
0: Moon-eyed because that, that's white.
1: Um, because they are unable to see during the daytime, so they traveled at night. Okay. Um, and
0: a lot of these sightings happen in the evenings. Yeah,
1: American legend. Uh, so. Uh, Undoubtedly, uh, this is from ancientorigins.net. So it's a .net, take it with a grain of salt. Um, But there are other websites to talk about, too. I'm just using this one. Um, uh, Undoubtedly, the most mysterious of all Native American legends is the story of the Moon-Eyed people, mysterious white men that warred and intermingled with the Native Americans long before the Europeans arrived, Uh, mostly the Cherokee. And the Cherokee would, like, frequently have to drive them out Um, Here it is. So the legend says these men, ostensibly white, were unable to see in the daylight and that they warred with the Cherokee. The latter expelled these wretches and wretches is in quotes. That must have been a term that they used for them. Uh, They expelled these wretches and settled in their lands where they remained for generations after. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And again... Completely different area, different country, across vast ocean. No way they could have had this. It's so <laughs> there is a connect. I just really believe that there has to be something. That these have to be something satanic. It has to be demonic. That is just like walking. Or is through. it
1: like tied to the land? Is it like a?
0: Well, they want to go watch Mortal Kombat, so I'm going to go with them. probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And why? Why Green County? Why? Why are they going over to Carmichael's? They don't. They don't have to. <laughs> Uh, anyway so we have a creepy thought from kyle we're gonna th- kind of round out our evening with him usually we to put him in the middle but uh, we're gonna round out our evening with him
1: yeah our conversation was a little too lively we just uh, yeah We
0: well i think it just kind of it all worked nicely together yeah we mentioned history so we're gonna go back to harrisburg state hospital because kyle has his creepy thought
2: all right here we go i thought it would be, I would I would be a something. good idea if we, I, I thought i thought a good idea i thought would it would be a, so I would I be would say a say good idea I would I would be be a good, good the the girl from ringu this is bad this is really bad it's a Muija.
1: i love it yep every time he says this is bad this is really bad i'm like yeah that intro's rough but it's so good it's a Muija.
0: What I missed though, is him going, girl, you in danger. I miss that.
2: <laughs> so many of the places that you've covered start out with the best of intentions. They start out wanting to help people. What is it that makes them go so wrong, though, and turn dark? Is it apathy, malevolence, prejudice? Does the darkness grow there? Or were good people inspired to plant a seed of darkness before the first bricks were laid? The Quakers believed that the solitary confinement in Eastern State Penitentiary would inspire thoughtful repentance and peaceful incarceration, but when Charles Dickens witnessed the madness and paranoia, violence, and self-harm that it actually wrought, he wrote, "...in its intention I am well convinced that it is kind, humane, and meant for Reformation." But I am persuaded that those who designed this system of prison discipline, and those benevolent gentlemen who carry it into execution, do not know what it is that they are doing. I hold this slow and daily tampering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body, and because its ghastly signs and tokens are not so palpable to the eye, and it extorts few cries that human ears can hear, Therefore, I the more denounce it as a secret punishment in which slumbering humanity is not roused up to stay. To Charles Dickens, being haunted by spirits to change a person's heart was preferable to a stay in one of these kinds of institutions.
0: So, I like his opening comment because I agree that I... Did they Did they initially think, like, were they doing this for the best possible reason or was there always a plan to hurt people? No, they start off with the idea they want to help somebody, mm-hmm. but their logic is flawed. They want to have this, like, open, whatever it is, open floor format or they want to have, like, you know, solitary confinement, whatever the plan is. Mm-hmm. They think this is the best way to rehabilitate and to save lives. And then it all goes awry. And so I I see it more like what happened at Harrisburg State? Well, possibly. Because again, (laughs) allegedly, allegedly, we're guessing based on the lack of information. Um, And of course, at Pennhurst, you have...
2: Not allegedly at Pennhurst. Not allegedly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) um, you have the best ideas, but then you have the government take over, which means lots of people being tossed in there. Mm -hmm. It's when you start pushing the envelope in terms of how many people yeah, you overcrowding overcrowding
1: and understaffing
0: and the same that's what we have right now with the meadows right mm-hmm. so i just i feel like the best intentions are created and then once you put it into action it can't happen that's the that's a utopia you know
1: yeah.
0: a utopia sounds like a wonderful thing and then it, it isn't because it can't be yeah and charles dickens i mean i firmly believe that he was schizophrenic like, I uh, have you watched you've seen The Man Who Invented Christmas, but for our listeners who they haven't, please watch The Man Who Invented Christmas. Because it's a
1: fantastic movie.
0: It really showcases what it was like to live with him.
1: Now, did, did he actually see people like that, though? He was but that, or was that just an artistic choice from the movie?
0: No, he actually did talk to his characters. That's messed up. Yeah. So like he would hear their voices and he would mm. keep a book of like the names. Like if you, if you heard like interesting names, he'd write them down. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll use that one day. Because um, he invented words. You know, like the like Christmas Carol. There was no such thing as a stave for the different chapters yeah. of it. He used the word stave because it was musical. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why you see so much music in that too. Like it starts off with music, ends with music. But yeah, to quote, it says here, every word said by his characters was distinctly heard by him. So like he would actually, I mean, I I hold that he was schizophrenic.
1: Yeah, seems like it.
0: Or it, it's had some kind of psychosis, which yeah. made him a fantastic writer, but just a hot... he was
1: able to channel it in a very specific way yes but not
0: in a healthy way uh he had his own writing room and you were not like you were (laughs) not allowed to go in there which the movie got really well um and after a while his wife had to leave like she it just wasn't safe because he got more and more violent like in his room he would just destroy things in his anger because they weren't helping him write his book or whatever so i i hold that he um he heard voices in his head. Yeah. So so in, in any case, like maybe what he saw there, maybe it scared him because he could be living there if he hadn't channeled his work, as you said, correctly.
1: Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm.
0: Um so I don't know, it's just interesting.
1: So it was really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I really thought that was just an artistic choice. No, in the movie. good
0: heavens no. Nope. Uh but yeah, he but he would write he actually wrote about it. He wrote that he um saw the people too. Hmm. Yep. but his friends said they were they recalled him saying that he had heard his character speak and he would talk to them i mean like, again like you're you you're walking past his working room and you hear him yelling at scrooge <laughs> we shut down and be cool. i gotta get this done and everyone's like oh he's just working again like yeah. like they were that's why like in the movie um the one maid comes in to deliver he's like you're not supposed to be here yeah. yeah and so she gets like he wants to sack her because she came into his room when he was trying to work so no he was a uh, he Broke beautifully, but he was very much a troubled soul. Hmm. You know that's why he and Poe yeah. were such good friends because they understood each other. Yeah, because I th- I think obviously Poe had some problems too. Yep. So in any case, uh, Kyle, thank you. I think it, they start with the best intentions, but then too many fingers, too little pot. People want to make money. You know, there's there's just the, humans are fallible.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if yeah, like in ter- in terms of Penhurst, I guess even Harrisburg too, like. It's, I think a lot of it is just laziness too. Like we have these people, where we put them, let's just shove them over there. You know, like yeah. it's apathy mixed with laziness, mixed with, and we talked about this in Penhurst too, like the reluctance to accept change because change means work. It's yep. a lot of work to really change something, yep. especially in terms of, bureaucracy and things like that it's even more work than
0: if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah
1: (laughs) like just for an individual it takes a lot of work for change for a whole community like Mm -hmm. that's a mountain of work Yep. and it's just so much easier to ignore it and shove it off to the side
0: ignore it until you can't then you fix it with the cheapest duct tape you can find to use that metaphor
1: right yeah
0: I feel like if you're doing it by yourself and you're helping somebody, you are more invested in in helping. But when you get too many hands in the pot, that's mm-hmm. that's when the problems gonna arise. Yeah. And then like lack of training, that kind of thing. So it's just unfortunate we really haven't come very far either. You know, but there were doctors working at Pennhurst just to do scientific experiments. You know, they wanted mm-hmm. to get their names out there. I'm sure Harrisburg had the same things because they were doing the water torture. I mean, yeah. bathing. So I just, I I I hope <laughs> that the idea started as a utopia, but utopias can't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: we'll go we'll go with that. That's how we're gonna word it. But thank you, Kyle. Um it was a fantastic uh really good there. insight. Yeah. Uh and you mentioned you quoted Charles Dickens. So um you're a winner always in my book, doll. So <laughs> we're gonna sign off now. Hopefully you are, you know, enjoying your evenings Lock and you're your doors. looking at your doors and you're freaking out. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful. Don't let them in. <laughs> Do some research. Don't let them in. Yep. Um, but starting next week, we'll have Lauren right back because they'll all be healed and healthy. And uh, we'll be healed and healthy, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Quarantines and isolation will be restricted or will be lifted. <clears throat> so we're going to start our mini mini-seri- series of Gettysburg. All the locations, the hauntings, the death and the amputations. Yep. <laughs> So have a lovely evening that has no BEKs or blue-eyed people, too. Mm-hmm. And stay safe out there, I guess. Keep your doors locked. <laughs> have a great night.